1: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
0: gary gets here walks across the dead ball line now sprints back for manly up he goes changes direction this is Rugby League, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Terry Evans. It's still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom I'm happy with it. Good there. My goodness. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook podcast. Proudly presented by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. I'm your host, Tim Williams. Uh, a terrific... Coming off one of the best days of Supercoach for the Kuma Stallions that I can remember, that Sunday afternoon session with Pappy almost double turning as a skipper, Dylan Brown going ham in the final game of the round. Uh, after a slow start to the season, things look to be back on track, not just for me, but for a lot of other Supercoaches out there. Here to talk through with us is the 2019 Supercoach champion, Desi Creek. Des, how are you, mate?
2: Yeah, good, Timmy, good. Uh, yeah, I, I snagged, I snagged uh, the captaincy on Pappy um, as well. So I went 1,400 odd, um, which pushed me up to around 2,500 overall. So I'm pretty pretty chuffed about that. Yeah, D-Bags looking absolutely fire.
0: Oh, D-Bags. Even And then you look back on D-Bags. His only poor score this season was that 40 in round one where he got shifted to centre when at half he was on 40 after about 30 minutes or thereabouts. So... Uh, mate, very good week, and you're in a good position going into the, uh, what are we, round five this week. Also with us to talk through it is the 2019 Super Coach runner-up, and Carlos. Walsh, how are you, mate?
1: Yeah, good, boys. It uh, wasn't a great weekend for me. I started off terrible. As you know, we've been sort of chatting through it, but um, yeah, like uh, like you said, Timmy, the Sunday was just unbelievable, had uh, Pappy as captain. and. I had a couple of those Eels boys in Penasini and Dylan Brown that really lifted my score up. So I got a 1,281 and I managed to go up about 800 spots. I'm in about 5,900 odd. So, yeah, pretty happy with it. Mm.
0: Good stuff, mate. Yeah, the Kuma Stallions fourteen hundred points as well into the seven thousand. So seeing some nice green arrows there, and not too too far if we want to be, albeit a little bit behind. Uh, Pappenhausen, great brown coat, all did well for me on the bad front. Well, it's the same rinse, uh, rinse and repeat. Stags Walker for Fita. Gee whiz, they've they're proven tough holds at this stage of the season. Just on that, the, uh, the the Supercoach leagues this season, they're, they're not ranking uh, leagues of only 10 players in it. So, a bit of a bugger. We can't defend our title this year, the, the SC Playbook contributors, but uh, we can still weigh up an average We can see whereabouts we are sitting going on after a good round this week. On today's show, uh, the first position changes of the season are next week dropping, I believe. Tommy Sangster and Rob Sutherland, there at Supercoach headquarters have dropped. Uh, Hint, but basically said what their their plans are and what they're going to be doing. So we'll talk through those briefly at the start. There are a stack of good trades this week. Uh, You know, other weeks where I don't think there's been a lot, to be honest, and people have managed to save trades here and there, lots of uh, very low break-evens and popular guys dropping in price. We're going to drop our pod, anti-pod plays, talk about some hot topics, our round five trades and skippers before jumping into a few questions from social Guys, just a quick note on the Biz and Breakevens podcast. Uh, Unfortunately, family circumstances have seen me perched up in Cooma for a couple of weeks, God Country, Gateway to the Snowy Mountains, all that jazz. Uh, So I don't have access to the studio in Sydney at the moment, but I'll be back there in a few weeks. The guru is still looking after that and dropping some, uh, some great advice there, and it's still a good listen up there from the Bloke in a Bar studio. So we'll be back there in a couple of weeks. Boys, let's get stuck into a few of the position changes that dropped all of about half an hour ago. Uh, a big one, very, very good timing for us, Wallace, is Josh King. Uh, we'll be given dual front row, second row forward status. He's peaking in pl- price very soon, unless he continues to jag tries out of his bum. Um, mate, that's a pretty handy one. And Alec McDonald, probably not as popular, but also getting dual second row forward, front row status. Josh King, in particular, as we look to manoeuvre a few trades there, could be a little handy in dual positioning.
1: Yeah, it's pretty handy. I mean, if you don't have Josh King, then, yeah, I don't know, you might have missed the boat, I guess. He's probably still going up in price, though, so um, he's, almost, he's almost a must-have, I'd say, Timmy. But, yeah, it's certainly great when you can, you know, I know with Joy Arrow, you can put him in second row, you can put him in front row. Obviously, the one that's exciting is um, Tamalolo. He, oh, yeah. he might be getting dual,
0: I've heard. So um, that's certainly going to open it up, isn't it? Well, my plan, Mahit, with uh, Tao Malolo, I, I ended up bringing in Josh King last week for Adam Fanua Blake, which um, paid off big time because Fanua Blake's actually out of the side this week. I think it's due to a niggling injury. It, it would be because I think he got the points for him last week, the Warriors. Um, hopefully be able in two or so weeks to trade out Josh King when he peaks and move Tao Malolo up into that front row position, just plug him there until the first buy week, uh, and that's just going to work out perfectly. So really handy ones there. I suppose just quickly, Desi, um, Josh King, negative 21 break even with Brandon Smith back last week. We saw his minutes regress to down to 50, Um, 41 in base solid, but did have that try pushing the scribe to 56. Is it too late on King, or can you see him making enough money to warrant trading this week still?
2: Um, I think you've probably got to go for some higher priority targets, um, than Josh King. I've, I think Wilson said it. You've missed the boat. He's probably only going to make another 100k max. Um, so I just don't see why you'd chase him now. Um, and yeah, th- those minutes are concerning. Um, I think Max King might be the play if he, if his, uh, minutes stay up to where they were.
0: Hmm. Fletcher Baker at the Roosters to be dual front row forward, second row forward status. Probably not too irrelevant at this point, but could be down the track. Sammy Walker, my boy, my boy for not much longer. Uh, as expected, set to get dual 5'8", halfback status. He's on the chopping block for me a little reluctantly this week, uh, and we'll get to why on that later on. Uh, but there's a lot of bottoming out halves, uh, e.g. Cody Walkers. We've got Nathan Cleary on the cusp there. Um You know, it might be a little bit late for Sammy's dual positioning, but again, if the rooster's fire and Sammy comes good later on in the year, I've got Walsh on camera here. I can see him smirking over there because he's been calling uh, calling Sammy a trap for about two months now. Well played, mate. Uh, Yeah, so anyway, a few to look out for there CSC for Talakai, who we'll talk plenty about today has not been given dual at this stage, but he has just been named at centre for the Sharks again. Uh, so whether that not play, that plays into the hands before the next week's changes, uh, I'm not too sure, but we'll, we'll hear from Sangster and the team pretty soon on that, I'm sure. Fellas, let's get on to a bit of the major team news for the week and the big one, massive ramifications in Supercats because Tommy Turbo is out for a month at Manly with, I believe, a knee injury. Um Des, you're a Manly boy. That changes the Supercoach landscape a fair bit immediately, doesn't it? Because we don't have to fork out all this cash. We can wait for him to come back, continue to plummet in value and look to pick him up in, you know, now about five or six weeks. It takes a lot of pressure off our caps. Uh, and as a result of that, um, Toletau Cooler has been named at fullback ahead of Ruben Garrick. Uh, and with a nice run for Manly coming up, Des, that's, there's a lot going on there.
2: Yeah, yeah, all eyes are gonna be on the young gun. Yeah, I thought he was really good um at center, got that try assist. um, so he's probably gonna be one of the most traded in players this week. Um and I also think the ramifications of Turbo out is big for Cherry Evans as well. Um, because he's just he's been knocking out super coach points mm. pretty comfortably and he's gonna have to take control of that manly team. And by extension he'll score pretty well, like we've seen it in the past. There's precedent to this.
0: Hmm, with cooler, his first starting game on the weekend, 59 points, most impressively 35 in base, he's a negative six break even, 175k, fellas, I, I don't think we need to probably talk about him too much, particularly now that he's been named at fullback, while we know Manly are a lesser side, whilst without Tommy Turbo, I think he just has to come into your team this week, doesn't
1: he? Uh, oh, he probably does, Timmy, price-wise, I've thought around it a fair bit, because there are a few red flags with him, just the fact that Tommy Turbo's out, he's not going to get the same amount of space, you wouldn't imagine, mm. as he had on the weekend. Um, also, he's, you know, he's largely unproven, but he does look sharp. Like, he, he looks like he's got tackle breaks in him. He looks like he can create. So um, I, I think the other red flag for me is just Desi Hasler. Like, I, I, I'd be surprised if that starting team holds up. Um I don't th- I think Brad Parker will come back into the side if he's fit um, and then that would mean you know there could be a bit of a shuffle around and possibly Garrick goes to fullback cooler um, could end up on a wing or if mm. if uh, you know, the the worst scenario, this is why it's good that it's first game of the week, is um, Dylan Walker could possibly be out because he didn't finish the last game. Cooler goes back to 14. So um, this is really – it's a real watch and see. And, um, yeah, like I said, we're, we're pretty fortunate it's the first game of the round.
0: Yeah, good one, mate. Well, they've named Christian Tupolotu at centre. Uh, so, you know, as I said, it's a big watch. And first game of the round, happy days. As long as he's named to start – fullback or even in that team, I do think you have to have him. But uh, it, it might not be all sunshine and roses as it looks. But again, it'd take a brave Supercoach to stay away from him. Elias at Katoa, benched again for the Warriors. So you can put a line through him and sell him if you owned uh, One that had a lot of promise going into the season after playing a few big-minute games there early on, hasn't eventuated. AFB named on the extended bench. He was great last week. I moved him on to Josh King as a money-making play. Uh, you probably have to sell, but again, he's playing good footy. So we'll get a bit more news on the extent of the injury and see what's going on there. Uh, because he was good on the weekend, scored sixty odd. Whilst Josh Curran named lock in that side at the moment. Does it worry? Do you prefer him in sub coach at lock or in the back row and or on the edge back row, I should say, or does it not really matter?
1: Yeah, I'm not really sure, Timmy. Just personally before I answer that, just on that AFB, I think it has pretty massive ramifications, particularly if Payne Haas gets some sort of suspension. Um, I imagine that a lot of super coaches are running with Payne Haas or AFB or some will be running with both. So mm. um, it'll really test your depth in the front row forward there. But um, on Curran, yeah, I think... Um, I not I'd be interested in Desi's thoughts on that because we've been throwing it around all year. But I certainly think that if he can form that combination with SJ on the right-hand edge, then they're going to be lethal. They looked a bit scrappy. I think you got to give them some time. SJ's only played one game uh, with him on that right edge. So if you give him a little bit of time, I think they'll be better. But now that he's moved back into the middle, I think he's going to score solidly for you like he did in the first couple of rounds, you know, around that sort of 55 to 70 mark particularly with some upside uh, – sorry, potentially with some upside uh, in scoring if he gets some attacking stats.
0: Desi, are you happy with Karen or a bit concerned?
2: No, no, I'm I'm with Walsh there. I think he's going to come good. Um, yeah, it's a shame he's not on the edge. I think he might move over there um, late in the game. Who knows? Kind of like what the Titans do with Tino. Um, could just chuck him out there for the last 20 or so, but I think he's going to score well. Yep.
0: As a non-current owner, he, that, that move to the edge outside SJ last week terrified me because it, it could open up so many attacking stats for him. We saw on the left edge last year, he got his attacking stats, but on the right, I don't know if it's his less preferred side based on what he did last year, but gee, running off SJ is just absolute gold in NRL and Super Wales.
1: Yeah, it is. It it, it definitely is. And, you know, like there's a possibility he'll be running at um, maybe at Chad Townsend. I'm not 100% sure of which sides they're on there. So that's something to look out for certainly. Um, But uh, as an owner, I'm going to stick with him because I I think he's a solid thing. And, And I think the other thing to note is he probably would be on the edge um, if Jazz Tabunga hadn't got two weeks because Jazz Tabunga played his mm. best game of the season. He was actually one of the lads that I was going to throw into super pods um, for this week because I think he scored 75, which is typical Jazz when he gets big minutes. But, um, yeah, obviously he did that that, that bad tackle that put uh, Carrigan out, so he's going to be out for a couple of weeks.
0: Tyson Frizzell named to play for the Knights. He'll have to overcome uh, an injury concern to play in that one. Uh, that's big news for any Jira and Mama Sia owners. Still won't get that start we've sort of been hoping for. Even if Frizzell was ruled out, it would probably suggest the fact that he's named, that he won't be that far away. Um, so Mamasia might not get the mints expected. So don't worry about him for the time being. Owners can probably hold on in the hope that he may get that start soon. But uh, we've been saying that for a while now. And the longer we go, the likes of, I suppose, Barnett's got a while, but Fitzgibbon and these sort of blokes might start rearing their heads again. Desi, no Billy Smith again for the Roosters. People thought he was dropped last week. He wasn't. There was an injury concern there, uh, which saw Kevin Aguama come in on the wing. Great timing with the Roosters. Good form for Smith owners. Suali named on the extended bench. No Billy Smith on the extended bench. Uh, I believe you have Suali. I mean, it's, again, it's a wait and watch. You don't act on Suali now. You don't need to act on him this week. I don't know if you've got Billy Smith, but the way I see Smith, he might have made a decision for me this week because I don't – we'll get to later, but I think I'm going to stick strong with Katoni Stags. Whether or not I play him or not is a different story. But uh, with Kula needing to come in, I'm probably going to move Billy Smith onto him, mate. What would you be doing?
2: Yeah, I, I have to agree with you there. I've got Billy Smith and Suwali, so um, I'm going to copy that trade and go, um, yeah, Smith to Kula.
0: Hmm. I think we. I don't think we've seen the last of Billy Smith as a super coach prospect this year. But uh, for the time being, if you don't have any other issues in your CT dub, I think he well, it makes sense. There's a bit of value there at two ninety odd k. So he's the one that probably has to go there. Whilst Ruben Cotter, a bloke you're keen on, a bloke Desi's keen on, named on the bench this week. Um, Cohen Hess has also been named 18th man, which is a little bit of a concern. Uh, he's got such a super. Supercoach game, Cotter, negative one break even, 380k, averaging fifty. What is it, 59 points in 58 minutes. With that four forward bench, Hess lurking, um, You know, pretty big minute back rowers, is he going to get those 55, 60 minutes needed to be Supercoach relevant?
1: Uh, yeah, I think I think he probably will because um, they just don't seem to get the minutes, some of those players. I don't think um, um, Tenoa, Jermaine Tanoa-Brown is a big minute player so far this year and he's coming back from injury. And I just know that Payton really rates um, Cotter. And with what he's done and his output, I just can't see a reason why he wouldn't get those minutes because he's been rock solid. And in terms of super Coach, I think he's got, he scored 62 and 54 was in base and then he scored, I think it was 56 or something like that and 55 was in base. It might have been 55 and all of it was in base. So he's, you know, incredibly reliable yeah. um, and I don't think they've got a really good draw but he's, he is capable of some some attacking stats, you know, in the right circumstances. So it, it's, inter- it's an interesting one because I think, a lot of people are going to bring in CSC for Talakai, and I'm considering it at the moment too. But I'm also tossing up whether I zig when everyone else zags and, and maybe go with a Ruben Cotter.
0: <laughs> Des, what's your thoughts, mate? Because I know you were keen on him up until getting named on the bench. The fact that you've got a neg one break even, it, it just there's red flags there, in my opinion, in terms of going. On him this week, like if he does go and play, you know, forty-five minutes and punches out forty points or something, he's a bit of an awkward price at three eighty. Are you still happy to go on him, or, or if benched, or would he need to be starting?
2: No, I think Wilson's talked me into him. Um, if the if the coach rates him, then I think he's going to keep keep on those minutes, um, act like a sort of Tom Starling, um does at the Raiders right now, just coming on, having impact, and maybe playing the the last fifty-five straight. Um, which would do wonders for his super coach output, I think. Um, he could be averaging in the 60s this season.
0: Yeah. Look, I don't hate it. Personally, I, I'd want to see him starting before jumping on. But again, you sometimes you've just got to back yourself and back You know the fact that you're play a player like Reuben Cotter and, and maybe the minutes do come. But I'd want to see him named to start on game day if I was going to be jumping on there. Bo Firma returns after being laid out due to COVID. We'll talk about him shortly. As I mentioned, CSC for Talakai named at centre. Connor Tracy and Matt Ikavalu are both still unavailable due to injury. Now, fellas, Talakai, um, I'm probably not worth having a say in this conversation because he, he probably cost me a top 100 last year, and I'm I'm a very bitter 2021 owner. But he was enormous on the weekend. 15 tackle breaks. I think he had 21 runs. We see there's a Katoni Staggs owner who has about three runs in three weeks. And then Talakai comes and does this, albeit in a different role as a centre in his team. Um, I think he might be the second or third most traded in. Negative 42 break, even 434k. Desi, are you keen on Talakai or are you concerned about your Wade Grahams coming back, your, your, your Tracys, your Ikevalus? Yeah,
2: obviously it's always going to be a concern. Um yeah, it's it's the same trap as as last year. They've just got so many quality edge players at the at the Sharks. So um, if yeah, if he stays at center, I think he's going to be a must. But um, yeah, I can see him sort of moving back, maybe not getting eighty minutes. Um, so yeah, I think Cotter's is a bit mo- a bit safer if you want to take that path. But Talakai going to make you a hell of a lot of money over the next two weeks. That's for sure.
0: Whilst. As a cash grab, I get it, and, and I understand that there's keeper potential in him there. And I know you rate the Sharks this year. I'm, I'm not as sort of convinced, but, you know, is it chasing last week's points. He looks better than last year. He looks fitter than last year. That's, that's just fact. Um, the Tigers this week is a great game, but then it comes into Melbourne, where my worry there is if he does, even if he does keep his spot, Melbourne can keep the best of senders to 20, 25 points, which could just stunt that cash growth. He then plays Manly, which is probably not as fearsome a, a matchup now that Tommy Turbo's out. What's your take on Talakai, mate?
1: Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I'm talking myself in and out of Talakai and Cotter. I don't think I can get both, so I'm going to have to pick one. But certainly more upside for Talakai. And, you know, given the trade, uh, you know, I made a mistake, we'll probably talk about later um, on the weekend. It might actually pay for me to go with the... Um, with the majority rather than because um, sometimes if you go with the majority, you're sort of you're not going to make up ground, you're not going to make up ground, but you're not going to lose ground. Um, and I'm not sure Cotter's a player that's going to overly make yeah. up a lot of ground. But in saying that, I think the day game is really exciting. Looking at the day game that they play against West um, this week, and then they go into three or four night games, which I don't like as much because I don't think they'll shift the ball as much in saying that um, Nico Hines has shown a propensity to get across the field mm. and all that sort of stuff. The Melbourne game is a concern for me, Timmy, but for a different reason to you. My Melbourne game is a concern for me because based on last year, and Desi could probably confirm this, um, or, or yourself, um, they brought in Talakai a couple of times to the starting side and then he got an absolute bath in defence. like just, yeah. I mean, just got shown up and that wasn't even at centre. That was at um, second row. Like, he did some great things in attack, but then um, he got beaten cold like two or three times and gave up two or three tries. If he does that, I don't think Fitzgibbon will have much choice but to bring someone else in because they're a defensive-minded side. So that's what worries me is if he goes down to Melbourne or playing Melbourne in that game, and if he gets shown up, then maybe he goes back to the bench or drops out of the 17 altogether.
0: Yeah, you've read my mind a little bit there, mate, and that's my always been my concern with him and probably what – um, rings in the back of my mind as an owner late last year when he looked like a goodbye. Uh, you know, two games at centre in 80 minutes last year. He scored 32 against Manly. He scored 44 against the Knights. Um, and as you said, it, you know, it's not as if he's a an 18, 19 year old with a handful of games under his belt. We've seen a lot of talaquid. We know what he has to offer, albeit he looked tremendous last week. But it just feels like a bit of chasing last week's point. And, and you touched on it. You know, there's only a few, you know, ordinary misreads in defence um, from being moved back to the bench or moved back to the back row, or that sort of thing. So anyway, it, it, it's a big decision this week, Walsh, because, it, uh, you know, he, he could be a keeper at 10. He could he would play centre the whole season. He could average 75 and the rest of us are chasing him at 700k. But I, I do feel as though we're basing that off one week a little.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's quite off one week, and like I mean, you've got to trust your, trust your eyes as well. I'd be interested in, uh, to get Desi's take on this, which way he's going, because he's probably been listening, making his decision. But I, I think like he really, really has looked good. Like he's really looked good, and what he did to Gagai, who's probably one of the better defensive centers in the in the comp, was really impressive. So um, it's a tough one, you know. And and on the flip side, of if you play the devil's advocate to what we've just said, is possibly you know he's worked the whole preseason under Fitzgibbon and and their defensive coaches there, and he's improved. I mean, and if he's improved, well, you know that's that's not going to be an issue for him getting
2: dropped out of the side. But yeah,
1: what do you think, Desi?
2: Yeah, you called me out. Also, I pulled his stats up. I was just having a look. Uh, what do you make of 66 last week against St George with a try and a try assist and only two tackle busts against yeah, a he significantly does. He worse does. team? Ha-
1: yeah, he's never had great base. That's that, that's that's a point we should make. You know, if he's if he misses out on those attacking stats, he's going to go low, isn't he?
2: He scored yeah thirty. He scored thirty against the Dragons. If he doesn't get the try and try assist, it's yeah, it's not ideal. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, uh, this week's probably going to be pretty decisive. I'm going to stay off on him. See how he goes against the Tigers.
0: Kelma Alungy named in the back row for the Tigers. I tossed and turned whether to play him last week, and I did. Uh, I think he looks good. I think he's a, a good footballer in Alungi. and I think the fact that he keeps being given these starting spots uh, reflects that. As soon as he went off, they just lost so much in attack. The Tigers. He's a big boy, plenty to offer. A bit um, hesitant to play him this week. As I said, got injured after 40 minutes last week, but has been named, so that's encouraging uh, from that perspective. Boys. Where are we up to now? Ah, the SC Playbook podcast is brought to you by Patton George from Mortgage Choice SCW. The boys are experts in all types of home, commercial and car loans. So whether you're a local or living interstate and looking to purchase your first ever home or chase the lowest rate for your refinance, give them a call on 9521 1611 today and mention SC Playbook for your free tailored expert advice session. Basically, guys, if you're in the market and like me, you'd have no idea where to start with this sort of stuff. Uh, these guys will get you on the right path for that, all for free. Free consultation. They'll make sense of all of it and help you out. So jump in and give them a call today, boys. The topic for today, it's basically just talking more about players and and the best trade options. We're going to nut out the top five trades. So hypothetically, if we didn't already own Italian you mays or your coolers, like some of us may. Um, Put it this way: the buyers this week that that you know, terrific options. Cooler. There's May. There's Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses. There's Pappenhausen. Fifty-seven percent don't own Ryan Pappenhausen. Nathan Cleary, Talakai, Bo Fermor, Harry Grant. We've only got maximum three trades, possibly two trades. Whilst I'm going to start with you, uh, and I'm going to throw to a question from Eels Forever because it is, I've used two. I've used two trade boosts. Six trades done. He said, talk me out of using the third trade boost. I promise it's the last time I'll use it until state of origin period. Whilst you're in a similar enough boat, uh, while some of us have, have wisely thought long-term and saved a few, you've gone hammer and tong. Um, where are you at this week? Are you looking like using another boost and where are you at?
1: Oh, no, I couldn't use another boost this week if I was sort of seriously <laughs> having a crack at it. But I I, I went in with the, uh, the theory of using my three straight up and um, – in hindsight, pretty happy with most like the first two weeks. Last week um I made a big hiccup when I didn't go Taylor May. I went uh tried to go Brody Jones instead. Um and that's what's probably making me a bit gun shy about going Cotter over Talico. But um yeah, like I think Um, the theory of it is pretty good but now I'm just I'm pretty happy with my team like when you talk about a lot of those people I've got most of them so obviously Mm. got to get Taylor May in which is an easy easy trade in for me Um, and probably going to look to get Cooler in as well if it holds up it's good that it's Thursday night and um, and then just you know just just save save trades from there I'd say
0: Desi uh, I I haven't used a boost yet there's you know pretty reasonable chance that I'll be using one from this week but um, I did go early last week on Talon May after on last week's podcast telling poor old Clementine to wait up a week. Um, so I don't know if she did or did. I think she went early and didn't listen to me, thank God. Um, I did it just out of trying to get ahead for this week, having saved a couple at this stage. Desi, are you using a trade boost this week or how do you see it?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm going to use it, but for different reasons. Um, I've already got Talon May as well. Um, obviously, I have Pappenhausen as well. Actually, yeah, I I didn't have Harry Grant. I don't know how I'm ranked where I am without him. To be honest, um, I suppose it's because he's only played two games. But yeah, <laughs> uh, it. yeah, he's just looks super dangerous. He's not scoring massive hundreds. He's just it's 80s with two trices. It's you know, it's kind of what Damian Cook would do if he did have those tri-assists. Um So I wouldn't be rushing out to trade Cook to Grant, but I unfortunately have styling, so I'm just gonna have to bridge him to Grant this week and. Um, downgrade um, Billy Smith to Taylor May. Um, But, yeah, I'm I'm probably going to get in Cotter in second row as well as my final trade.
0: Mm, Nice, mate. So we've touched on it there, but for people, um, I think just to make it uh, give people an easy indication and help with their trades whilst um, hypothetically if you – I mean, you don't have coolers and mays. Just hypothetically you don't have uh, any of these big guns, your pappies, your your Moses, your mays, your coolers, et cetera – How would you order the priorities of these guys to buy this week? We know everyone's team is in different circumstances, but who do you think are the five most important buyers this week?
1: Uh, Well, I think the most important buyer this week is Taylor May, and um, he's quite accessible for everyone if you haven't got him in. Um, I'd follow that probably by, um, yeah, like Taylor May and Targo. If you haven't got them in your side, it's going to be very hard to compete. Like you Mm. should have them in your side by now. Um, the other five or six players, not necessarily in order but close to in order, I would say that you should have in your side or need to look at getting into your side um, by using the trade boosts are Pappy, uh, Nico Hines, um, Harry Grant, uh, Payne Haas and either, and either Dylan Brown or Cam-, Cam Munster. So I think that they're the pro- they – what have I named? Eight players there. They're probably the most important eight players. Pappy, Harry Grant, Payne Haas, Nico Hines, Dylan Brown or Munster or both would be beautiful, which which I've got. Um, Taylor May and Targa.
0: Just to avoid any confusion there, mate, that's sort of the the five going forward. For this week alone, like you've got a Nico Hines with a break even 66. Would you still have him in the most important buys this week or is that more going forward? Yes, yes. There you go. That's huge. Yeah, like I'm,
1: I, I understand what you're saying with your question, but I think the the other buyers that we're considering, like Talakai and things like that, they're they're sort of short term, sort of riskier. Mm. Uh, I think if you don't have Nico and Pappy and Grant and and those sort of players in your side, then you're really going to struggle if you haven't somehow. Taylor may this is the last week like you need to get him in because he's gonna make
0: a lot of money yeah
1: um Targo if you haven't got him in, in by now you maybe you've missed the boat but he's just gonna
0: skyrocket that lad he's, yeah. he's killing it and, and as mentioned it's we can start While I still think money is is definitely the priority as touched on before with Tommy turbo gone it does free up, you know, two, three, four, maybe even 100 grand there to play with, which means we can sort of focus on a few more of these bottoming out guns as opposed to, you know, maybe the bloke with the negative 30 break even whilst.
1: Yeah, is there anyone that you two boys thought that I might have missed out of that, like that just comes to mind straight off?
0: No, I I think there's a few and I'm going to throw to Desi and get his five. But like, as I said, points are important, but we're still very early on in the season. Money is going to be a big thing, but... Um, you touched on May and Cooler, who I think probably have to be your first two trade-ins. But, Desi, you look at – we're going to get to, to them a little bit more in Hot Topics, but we can speak about them now. It doesn't really matter. It's kind of um same sort of business, two birds, one stone. You, you're Dylan Browns, who we already own, but you're Mitchie Moses, who could just be a wonderful stepping stone to, to Nathan Cleary with a soft draw for Parramatta. Um, you know, you're talking about your Talakai with a negative 36 break-even. You're talking about your Bo Firma with a negative 26 break-even. I'm still probably looking at getting these guys in, well, I am, over Nico Hines, um, who has that 66 break even and some tough games coming up after this week. What do you got, Des?
2: Yeah, I agree with you, Timmy, but uh, you've got to stop Spire and Wilson putting eight to nine players in their top five yes.
0: list.
2: <laughs> it's getting a bit ridiculous. I've, I've stuck to the rules and and done just five. So Thanks, I've got Taylor mate. May. Someone Taylor respects May. the order. Definitely number one. Um, cooler, two. And I've got Paps at three. Um, I just think he's going to be a set-and-forget captain. Hmm. He's looking sensational. Um, The kicking just gives him a big floor. Um, So I think he's going to become the turbo of last year for captaincy. Um, And number four, I've got Harry Grant. Um, I'm trading him in. So uh, I just think, yeah, he's just getting fast play the balls and he's got the running game. So he could explode any second and I want to get him in before he gets over 700 K. And lastly, I've got Dylan Brown. Cause he's just, you know, he's breaking, he's breaking ankles with that step. He's just, it looks like a young Benji Marshall, um, and I just think he'll keep scoring tries. And talking about bridging Moses Brown, I think either of those two could be turned into Cleary in a couple of weeks. I might do it to Dylan Brown. Just I want to see if he maintains the try scoring that he has so far.
0: Mm, I'm with you, mate. I'm, I'm seriously considering uh, Sammy Walker to Mitchy Moses. With Paris draw coming up, Titans, Tigers, Knights, Cowboys becoming Nathan Cleary in a few weeks with that, um, well, Brown's got an 80-44 break, even. so for him, he's probably going to Nathan Cleary for me, barring if he can maintain this form, which, who knows, he's basing 38, which is ridiculous. Whilst, I'll quickly get your thoughts, we're going to do it in Hot Topics, we'll do it now, same stuff, Brown and Moses. um, Do they interest you? Mitch Moses is a bloke you've never been keen on in the past for for good reasons, but do you like them as buyers this week?
1: Uh, I like, yeah, look, I think they're both solid buyers. Um, I like Brown, obviously, like more. Um, He's in my side, had him since the start, very happy with him. Um, He always had a lot of upside because... Um, you know, he just had such a down year last year, and and you know they've just obviously given him a license to run, and he's probably one of the most dangerous runners in the game next to Munster. I'm sure he'll have some down weeks, but he has a really good base. Uh, in terms of Moses, um, I think people need to be a bit careful that it might be like Jason last week. Points, I I, I wouldn't say that he's a bad buy because he's going to make you some money, and uh, like you say, he might be a bit of a stepping stone, but. I wouldn't expect him to score two tries and have the type of running game that he had the other night every week. I will say this. I think he'll play a lot better at home um, than he'll play away. So if that run of games that they've got coming up, and I just don't have it in front of me, but I know that I think it's a home game this week. um, But if they're playing more games at home than not, then I think that'll suit him um, because they're up and about when they're at home. They're a bit like Penrith. They're going to really... They're going to be really,
0: really hard to beat at home this year, Parramatta. I'd like to, I'd like to see the stats of of Mitchy at home v away across his super coach career, particularly the last few years, because I'm with you. He he must average a hell of a lot more at home than he does away. Um, it'd be interesting if someone out there, there's going to be some Supercoach stat guru that's going to come back and make me look like an absolute spud by telling me different numbers. Um, but if anyone's got that start, it'd be it'd be interesting to see what he does at home v away. Hey, boys, we haven't done this for a while. Not since pre-season, I don't think. We've had too much to cover, but uh, a pod and anti-pod play that we're eyeing off. We've uh, had a little bit of time for teams to settle, trades to be made. Desi, pod and anti-pod for this week?
2: I think your pod play would be to play Kowler in your 17. Um, obviously, it's risky without Turbo there. We've been through that, but yeah. he, he looked good. Um, and I think with Sherry Evans, I think he's going to feed him some good early ball, and we might see just how good he is.
0: Yep, like it. And an antipod?
2: Uh, antipod, I'm going to say just taking the captaincy off Ryan Pappenhausen at any stage this week.
0: Yep, and there's some good options out there, so that's fair. Wallace, what did you come up with? I'm going to stick with
1: um, Desi on the antipod because I'm very likely to take it off um, Pappenhausen. Uh, so um, I think there's some better options out there, and I think it's uh, – a it's a week-to-week league and they just had that bounce-back game against the Bulldogs and um, depending on what the rest do, that's got me a bit shaky. But I think I think things will come back a little bit more like they've been in the first few rounds. Um, so uh, I think that's the antipod. And in terms of a pod play, um, I think Kelma Tualangi, I'm a bit gun-shy because uh, he... he went off with a HIA, I think, the first game. So he played half a game and then he went off with a shoulder injury and now he's been cleared of the shoulder injury. But I really feel like the second roller that matches up against Nico Hines is going to get tackle breaks, possibly going to get line breaks. Um, he's a bit sus in defence, Nico. So um, I, I don't mind that um, as a pod player. Mm,
0: Yeah, Uh, Jackie White, and I think round one gave him a bit of a bath there. So, into one to have a look at. Pod, antipod for me, Cody Walker, 580 grand, coming up against the Dragons, Bulldogs, Tigers. It's the start of a beautiful run for them. Ads DeRussi gave us a little bit of a snippet of his, his big stat player ownership breakdown. Cody Walker, 3% ownership. He's owned by 0% of the top 10,000. Break even's about 66, I think, off the top of my head. So he's basically bottomed out in price. Uh, I am huge on Cody Walker this week, and he's very much in my trade plans. Um uh, do you like that?
1: I just wanted to chip in and say, and we might talk about it a bit later, but South's upcoming run oh. is absolutely insane. Have a listen to this, boys. So they play St George, who you know might be okay and bounce back. Then they play Bulldogs, West Tigers, Manly, possibly without Turbo Broncos, Warriors, Canberra Raiders, West Tigers, Gold Coast, St George. They don't play another team that I consider a top seven team, like a team that will make the top seven until round sixteen. That is just it is just an absolutely delicious draw if you're Mm. looking at,
0: at a Rabbitohs player. Desi. Yeah, I, I
2: think after hearing that, I kind of want to move Cameron Murray into my top five trade in list. Um, he might just absolutely obliterate some of those defenses. Um, I I can see him just becoming a must-have. Um, he should be kept in second row all year, really, if he's going to stay in those like high seventy sort of minutes. He's um, mm. just so threatening at the line.
0: Well, I I wouldn't be going Cam Murray just yet. I think there are bottomed out bunnies players like Alex Johnston. Um, like to a degree, Campbell Graham, who's been really good. But Cody Walker's the big one. These ones who, with more points likely to come and, and easier victories, they're the ones who can get these big 100 pluses. I know Cam Murray just had a 129, but at 714K, break even 13, there's more money to be made. But in these bigger wins, they've had a lot of tough games. They've just played um, you know, a tight one against the Broncos, and they've played Melbourne Roosters, Panthers, I can see Cam Murray in blowout victories playing 60 minutes and getting rest, particularly after a big start to the season. While attacking stats might come, um, I'm chasing value and going the blokes who have bottomed out, not the ones who are about to peak Desi.
2: Yeah, I mean, it is a tough one. It just comes down to would you rather Cody Walker or Cameron Murray in your team every single week on every single matchup, And it's going to be Cam Murray every time. Um, He's priced a bit more, but so be it. You know, he's just going to be... Looks like he's gonna be super consistent this year. He's got the captaincy. I can see him averaging a wild amount, really. He could average it like eighty points um in second row, so mm. he could be the number one premium there.
0: We'll get we'll get Walser's thoughts, but mate, I'm I'm um Cody Walker every time. Uh, and you know, I'm Cam Murray's biggest fanboy, but with the ceilings that he can hit, uh I I'm him for sure. What do you reckon, Walsh Who would you take?
1: Uh yeah, I'm not really sure. I think I think I've Probably if I was bringing someone in this week, I'd probably lean towards Cameron Murray, but you have to, you have to spend a lot of money on them. But uh, what I wanted to say was um, I think I did, and I did see the Spies looking at bringing in Cody and, and Alex Johnson. I think they've got break-evens of 77 and 75, respectively. Um, I think it's a week early. Like, I, I honestly believe there'll be a lot of bounce back this year, and I think St. George are a decent side. And they haven't played well for a while, so I think they'll, they'll they'll bridge up against the the Rabbitohs, and they just need a few things to go their way. There's been a few couple of games where they've had sin bins, or you know, I felt like they were in that game against power and then came out in the second half and didn't get the run of play. They're a bit they're a bit fickle like that, but I think St George um, are a lot better side than what they've shown. So um, I'd wait one week, maybe get their price down a little bit further, or at worst, they might you know meet their break even and then I'd start unloading on the Rabbitohs.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair, mate. And I'll tell you what gets me excited about sort of Cody and and whatnot this week, and again, logic says we can sit here and have a a week to look at it, but uh, Peter Volandi's ball could be back. We saw during the week him come out and say that he doesn't want a slow ruck. He doesn't want wrestling. He wants people jumping off it quicker, and he said, Refs have been advised to send people to the bin uh, if they are lying over the ruck. This screams to me of 2021 boys and it and it says that there's going to be higher scores, there's gonna be blowout NRL score lines, there's gonna be more 150 plus supercoach scores walls uh and and all this chat of, you know, return to base stat forwards and that sort of thing. I again, we'll see how this weekend plays out, but that is a, a massive sign to me that we're gonna see a return to last year.
1: Yeah, this sort of this sort of talk frustrates me a little bit, um, Timmy. Like, and I'm probably one of the biggest fans of Peter Balandis, but I think most people would agree that the footy's been a lot better. It's been a lot closer, and yes, they have given a bit more leniency in the ruck, but there had to be a balancing effect. Like, you know, in essence, it hasn't really been like it's the rule hasn't been the number one thing that's that's changed um, these games, it's been the interpretation of the ruck, I reckon, from the referees. And they've come out and they've clearly given a little mm. bit more time on the ruck. Now, if they're going to do this, they just need, like, I, I, I can understand what he's referring to because I've seen some games where there's sides like the Roosters and Melbourne in particular where they are just blatantly lying on players and they do not get sent to the bin. And I guess You just can't believe it's happening. Like, I, I'm pretty sure Melbourne did it to the Bulldogs um, I think Jerome Hughes a couple of times and, I, and, I was, and he was just begging the referee to give a penalty and the ref gave penalties. But I, I just think that they, those sort of cynical sort of stuff like that, I totally agree with. I think they need to get that out of the game. But mm. because not everyone understands um, fully the game, like, you know, because people understand it to a different level. People would see that as the same as something else and they'll go, oh, that's inconsistent. Why didn't this person get sent off for that? Yeah. Even though it's more blatant, if that makes sense. So they're they're really in a hard position, but I certainly support them cracking down on those cynical sort of let's hold them down because, you know, we're ahead and, um, you know, all he can do is give a six again or he can give a penalty or whatever, but he's not going to bin me because he's too scared to. Like they're almost daring the referee to – like they're playing the percentages and that and that sort of shit really pisses me off. Eh?
0: <laughs> Tell us <laughs> how you really feel, Walsh.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. No, mate, that's great and, and I really like it. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's hard not to get sidetracked with footies and stuff sometimes and it's terrific. I suppose from a super coach perspective, Desi, if this does happen and we see a return to 2021 20, – that's why I see your you, you Cody Walker's becoming more important than your Cam Murray's again uh, and your Alex Johnston's being more important than Payne Haas's. Um, we're going to find out a lot about it this weekend, and we'll come out next Tuesday and we'll chat about it, um, and that's why it's probably worth waiting a week before making any rash decisions. But you know, based on what he said, I, I don't see why we wouldn't see a, a more of a return to the bigger scores.
2: Uh, yeah, we could, but if that's the case, Timmy, why haven't you traded in Nico Hines?
0: Because Volandi's only said it this week, <laughs> about a day. Yeah, ago. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, but
2: it was—it's it, kind of—we've already seen it over the past few weeks. The scores are ramped up significantly from the first two weeks to the last two weeks. You know, there's big tons being scored. Perhaps it's scoring one ninety—it's already happened. You know, like Melbourne were just shredding the Bulldogs up the rock.
0: Yeah, um, they, it, they it, gave it,
2: them no time at all. Brandon Smith just walks off the mark, carry Grant runs. It's, its the same old story. Every team's going to be able to copy it soon and off.
0: Yeah, well, to answer your question, it's something to do with the 770K price tag, mate. Money doesn't grow yeah. on trees.
2: Likewise, likewise. But yeah, I just don't think it's going to be as big of the case. You know, I think what we saw last week could be the average sort of round where one guy goes huge, a few guys go 130, yeah. and the rest go 80, 80 or sub 100.
0: Yeah. I'm calling it. I think there'll be massive scores this week off the back of what Valandis has said. Hey, boys, Nathan Cleary back last week, uh, mid 30 odd points, I think. Great news as it means you probably don't have to rush to get him in. But, and he ties into that topic we've just spoken about. But, uh, Desi, games against the Dogs and Broncos coming up. Any temptation to go early on him or are you happy to wait?
2: Um, yeah, I'm going, I'm going to wait on him. I think we can bridge from guys like uh, Dylan Brown. Um, just, yeah, he didn't look um, fantastic out there, but he'll come good eventually and he's going to drop a fair bit of cash. Can wait.
0: Wiles, what about yourself, mate? It's a tough one, but you can see the temptation in doing it with those games ahead, can't you?
1: No, I can't, actually. Like, i actually, I actually pivot off that. I really don't think it's a smart play at all to bring Cleary in. I could be proven totally wrong, but I just can't see... I'd have to really look at the points that he could possibly get against that price, but I can't see how he doesn't come down in price um, given the new game that we're playing. So... Um, I just think it wouldn't be a smart move at all to go early to Cleary. He might come out and bang out 150 this week, but I'm not going to change that. I actually think the Bulldogs, again, will match up okay against the Panthers. Um, Mm. We tend to overreact when a team gets flogged. Um, you know they've made a couple of changes. Flanagan gets in. The biggest thing that puts pressure on the Bulldogs—they've actually got a pretty good defense, which sounds ridiculous. You know they got beaten forty-four nil, but in the first three weeks they—they they not conceded that, that was the least amount of points they've conceded in twenty years. Thirty-three points in the first three rounds. But the problem that puts so much pressure on them is if it's not a tight, close game, they just don't have the attack. Their attack actually causes them problems. You know it just—it's just like a. A dam wall bursting, so the attack is so poor that it just creates you know opportunities for the for the opposition team. If that makes sense, so um, you know if they can get into an arm wrestle with teams uh, similar to St George, then they're not going to get blown out.
0: Mm. Uh, I was trying to throw a bit of a bait there for either of you two to make an argument for Nathan Cleary, but got absolutely nothing from you. Uh, and to be honest, I'm with you as well. I, I can't entertain the idea of getting in this week despite the nice matchup. Uh, he would have to go very big, and he could do it. But uh, in Walser's words, value proposition, there's money to be lost there after last week and with that break even, so I'll be holding off. Uh, boys, we speak about him every week, and it's an important one. I'm going to throw back here to Walson and Carlos in the preseason.
1: Um, you know, I actually see someone like a firm or um, at centre wing as a player that I'd probably want from the Titans. So I'm I'm tossing up on Dave Fafita. I'm not I'm not 100 sure that he has to be in your side, which is a bit of a it's probably a bit of a hot take because I think everyone thinks he's a lock.
0: Controversial at the time, whilst but uh, it's paid off. He's dropping he's dropped a fair bit of cash, not a tremendous amount of cash. Dave Fafita. The big question people are asking this week is with his break even down to just 80, he's dropped, I mean, he's only dropped 70 odd K. He's looking pretty ordinary, but still averaging 60 points. Uh, Des, is it, I believe you're still an owner. I'm an owner. Is it time to cut ties with Fafida or has that ship sailed?
2: Yeah, I can't, I can't do it personally, but props to Walsh for, for calling that. That's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's just getting the ball flat at the line um at the moment. Even with the moves to the left on the weekends, he's just they hit him flat footed. The defenses sort of know how to deal with him. They all swarm from him from all directions, don't give him time to um get ahead of steam and get the fend off. So um but yeah, it could turn around any week and eighty break even, he could absolutely obliterate that. Um he mm-hmm. can go 120, 130 Um yeah. but yeah, he's he does look kind of injured. He's protecting the ribs, obviously, but you know, this is a big game against the Eels. He's a big game player. I think he steps up. I'm not going to trade him.
0: Yeah, well, there's, I mean, he's 670K, and, and if he does drop another 40 or 50K, I'm not willing to trade him out now and then trade him back in in three or four weeks' time and waste two trades on it. Whilst, where do you sit on him?
1: Yeah, I think one important thing to note is this week he, you know, like, as Desi said, he swapped to the left side. So I don't know whether that holds up with Firmer coming back, but if it does, he gets to run at, um at Mitchell Moses instead of running at Dylan Brown, which is a big difference defensively. Mm. So um, that'll be interesting to see whether he goes back to the right-hand side or he stays on the left-hand side. But, yeah, I mean, I I don't think it's sort of unequivocal at this stage, like whether that was, you know, the right call or not. I think, you know, if you've got Fafita, you're well within your rights to stick with him because he could come good. Um, it's just been interesting. Like he he's he, – uh, no, I don't think it's a bit unfair to compare him to Katoni Staggs because Katoni Stags is just out of form. But Fafita's always been a player that, you know, scores a lot of points in clumps, a little bit like Cody Walker was at the start of his career, probably still is, and he's just not really getting those attacking clumps to take him from, um, you know, 55, 60 points all the way up to 100. But his base has actually been more impressive than I thought.
0: Hmm. Yeah, so big one there. Fifi hold for me, but uh, he's been a tough watch so far this season. And I suppose it shows his class in that I don't think anyone's been impressed with him. And he's still averaging 60 points. It's hardly the end of the world. In a year where we've seen just about every forward regress in points, or end back for that matter. Guys, if you do like a punt, go to topsport.com.au. Use the code SC Playbook if you're linking up. 18 plus only. Gamble responsibly if you are having a crack last week. Uh, we've hit a bit of our straps a little bit. Two multis, both paid over $6. And the week before that, multis paid three fifty and $6. So in a bit of a red hot vein of form there. Uh, they, those punts go up on Friday afternoon before the games kick off that round. This week, Guys, exclusive SC playbook markets coming to topsport.com.au as we did with the Big Bash this season. Um, they'll add, also add value onto those multiplayers that we drop up there, so they'll only be available at Topsport. Keep an eye out for those markets later in the week as we put them together. Fellas, we've touched on them a little bit already, but just to to wrap it up, um, Des, your round five trades and skippers.
2: Uh, yeah, I think I'm just going to go the, the straight captain on Pappenhausen. Um. VC, unsure yet. Haven't really looked at it. Um, and trades, I'll be going... Um, who, who am I going? Harry Grant in, Cowley in, and
0: Ruben Cotter in. Huge, mate. Walsh, what, what are you thinking?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm looking at uh, Bullimore to Taylor May through Jules And my second trade, um, I'm looking at getting cooler through... Uh, Maybe Toby Sexton, I'm, th- I'm thinking it, b- because it allows me to probably move on Sexton, who's, who's been pretty good at the start of the year, but I move Nico Hines up into halfback, um, and it gives me a double crack. I'll probably, um, I might VC Pappy just to cover myself and then um, captain Nico.
0: Yep, nice, mate. For me, cooler in, uh, it'll probably have to be Billy Smith now, which I'm not stoked about, but it's definitely the trade that makes sense. Sammy Walker to Cody Walker tempts me. Uh, I'm also I'm going to crunch a few numbers when I have a bit more time, but just look at that uh, the pathway to Nathan Cleary. So Sammy Walker to Cleary via Mitch Moses might be the smarter play, but just the point scoring in Cody really does tempt me, going a little bit earlier than the rest of the pack. Um, skippers pretty hard to go past Pappenhausen. I, I do I don't hate the idea of going elsewhere, but um, the Raiders are a tough one. They I'm not, I don't rate them overly this season, uh, but they can be a tough and gutsy outfit, pretty resilient defensively uh, on their day. So a bit of a concern there because they can chop and they've showed up against Melbourne uh, a fair bit over the last few years. So we'll see how that one goes, final decision to come. Boys, a few questions to jump into before we wrap it up this week. First one from Maddie Gibson. A lot of people have Schneider and Ilias. If you have the money to bring in a third gun half, e.g. Cody, Cleary, etc. And I suppose you could throw your your Moses, your Browns into those. Would you sell Schneider or Ilias Desi? Um, it's a, it's a good point. because There's lots of good halves coming up, um, but you know, for people who probably have guys like Brown and maybe Nico Hines there, along with Ilias and Schneider, I, there's tough avenues to find routes to them.
2: Yeah, there is. Uh, if if I had to choose one to sell, I would be selling um, Schneider. I'd say. Um, even though he's got that sort of base um, and the goal kicking there. um, It's kind of like a 40 floor, but the Rabbitohs just have that insane run. So Ilias could make a bunch of cash. um, I think I'm going to play him in my team this week. Um, So I I think he's got big upside to come and could be 500K in no time, whereas Schneider will probably take a while to get to sort of 400, 500K.
0: Yep, fair play. Whilst Supercoach, Fanatics, Legends over there. They are... Uh, two options. He says going turbo to Pappy or turbo to Cleary via Hind, So Pappy or Cleary for you.
1: Oh, Pappy, without a doubt, this week. I mean, you know, you can wait on Cleary. Um, mm. I think it's a bit of panic if you're getting Cleary in this week.
0: Desi, Stratosphere Building is going Nanai to Talakai 2 sideways.
2: Oh, jeez. Um Good question. That's a really good one. I Nanai break so. even
0: negative four.
2: I think so. I, I think has shown that he can get over the stripe. You know that he's rocks and diamonds. He's going to get thirty or he's going to get ninety. You know, um, just depends what he does. And the Cowboys aren't looking too bad. I can't. I can't see why you'd trade out Nanai.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Walls question from Josh. Uh, one that I know you'll like. We're giving you a few raps here today, mate, and I'm gonna to have to sort that out next week because it's it's not very common. <laughs> we need the spy back. Hey, question is from Josh, and it's just Blake Braley, Question mark. You called him all preseason early on, killing it. Yeah,
1: he is. Um, is he? Has he earned? Uh, like, I think he's gonna continue it, but I just sort of I'm just gonna have a quick look where he's at in the pecking order in terms of um, making money. Yeah, well, he, he, break even at 35.
0: A pre- so, you know, yeah, like he's got a break, yeah,
1: break even at 35. He's 510,000. He's made 82,000 already. So, he was sort of one of them ones that was priced where you had to get on him at the start. He might make another 50 grand, but I mean, unless you're in a position to put in a second hooker to Harry Grant, which I don't think that's a priority for most people, um, I would say probably not. You know, but um, eventually I think I'll try and get Randall to someone like him. Mm.
0: Question, a bloke who goes under the radar every single season. Again, uh, sick of rapping him, but I, whilst may have touched on him earlier in the season from memory. Question from Milkman. Started with Ben Hunt, thought I'd go against the grain. Although he hasn't scored too bad with scores of 45, 75, 62 and 80, do I pull the trigger on Hines this week or wait a couple of weeks and go up to Cleary Desi?
2: Um. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. Imagine I mean, six
0: Ben Hunt in like a yeah. few ordinary performances. He, he's, imagine what he'd do in a good team.
2: Yeah, I mean I, sometimes some players score better when it's you know that's that sort of game though hmm. when they scrap it out even even when they've been they're, they're down big. Um, there's players that score better. Ben Hunt. I don't know. It's a tough one, but um, I know Wilson's very hot on Hines. I'm not as hot, so I'd probably wait for Cleary.
0: Hey, Wiles, a question, um, a bloke we've sort of neglected a little bit this podcast, and I believe we all own, I'm not too sure, but a, a question from H. White. Have we missed the boat on Coates, or is there value in a stags to Coats type trade? Coach averaging 64, neg 20 break even, probably a bloke when we were talking about our priority trades before, didn't get a mention, but uh, you know he's got to be right up there, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, I don't have coats actually, but, um, yeah, like he's made 60 grand for, for owners already. He's highly owned player, so mm. um, he's the type of player that I think will score significantly better um, in Melbourne. Um, I think he'll score significantly better at home, but I think there'll be a few games where just game plan-wise they'll probably go left. And um, the only, you know, he, he might get sort of 25, 30 points just in base or, you know, maybe Jags a, a kick try or something like that. But, um, yeah, like you said, Timmy, it's a bit up in the air at the moment. If we start seeing those big blowouts and, you know, they start changing the game back to what it was last year, um, all bets might be off, to be honest.
0: Well, great call. If we do see a return to last year, Xavier Coates becomes absolute gold. Uh, if it goes back to the first couple of rounds, then you know maybe not so much. So big watch this week on the way the game is officiated. Desi, question from B I believe you're an owner. Uh, maybe not. Time to move eight Canon. Better value centre wings with higher ceilings. Question mark.
2: Uh no, I don't see why you'd trade out Aiken at all. He's been really solid in centre wing. He's averaging well well over 50, I think. Um so and that's all in base stats, pretty much. He's got to try, I think, for, off a kick. Um but yeah, I don't see any value. He's not going to lose money for you. He's going to stay at 500k. He might not make any money, but mm. um I, I wouldn't go I mean, I could see why people would make that trade to maybe someone like Alex Johnson. That's maybe the only guy you'd really consider.
0: Well, would you do Wiles? Yeah, look,
1: I, I I'm sticking with him because you know, I just I just think he's solid. And also this week I think, like I'm just not hundred percent sure, but I, I I think he gets a chance to run at the right side edge of um of the Cowboys, which I think has Chad Townsend and Nanoy. You know, Nanoy's up there for most missed tackles yeah. I know because I've got him as well. You know, he's just a he can miss a tackle or he has an ineffective tackle. And, you know, Aiken hasn't broken many tackles this year, but I think he's ready to break out. And, you know, if he finds a bit of a weak opposition, get some early ball, he can break a few tackles, yeah.
0: Desi, the NRL Supercoach Spuns, one of the greats of the Supercoach community. Big thanks to Will Penasini and Jack Bird having huge games to counter your Dylan Brown Masterclass, Timmy. Knocked me off. I got 1,400 points and he still beat me the bugger. So credit when due. Always a pleasure playing you and always a pleasure if I sneak a win. My question is this. Talakai and firmer for Watson and Hiku. He says he's sticking with Kiri for now. Uh, what do you reckon, Des? Talakai and Firma for Watson and Hiku.
2: Uh, I don't mind it, actually. Um, it's obvious, obviously what he's trying to do there. It's going to be a fair bit of cash generation. Um, I think Hiku is probably not going to make much more bit of a dod I think we called it as a trap Mm. and Walson still fell for it but I think he's still happy with it (laughs) I don't know he's going to justify it somehow I made him some money um but yeah I think I I rate those trades
0: yeah nice idea proud Hiku there's a lesson in uh well there wasn't a one game sample size It was a two game sample size but uh back to the history and it didn't quite pay off but to anyone who did pull the trigger it made sense at the time so a bit of a tough one Fellas, the last one I'm gonna throw at your walls is from Jim Rastrick, Rastrick apologies for pronunciation. and uh, it's a good question from Eagle Knight. We keep talking about when to sell Dave Fafida, but he asks, when is the time to jump back on Fafida if you sold him before the first before the first price drop? So you know, when are you looking to buy Fafita Walls?
1: Um, not really Re- I really haven't looked into it, but it's a good question. Um it will probably spark me. But I think some of these guys, like, yeah, it's really week to week. You know, you sort of want to see him, you know, explode and then come into a lot. Like we had a discussion, this discussion that you played back there, Timmy, I listened back to it today because I was talking to you about putting it on and and, um, we actually talked about who he scored all his big scores against when he had those big runs and, Um, last year, and some of the teams that he scored against were just really poor teams. So I think if you come into a run of four or five games where the Gold Coast are playing those weaker teams, then maybe that's what you're looking at. But, um, yeah, I haven't really looked at it, but it's certainly worth doing some research on.
0: Yeah. Righto, boys, that's a wrap for the Round 5 SC Playbook podcast. Desi, thank you very much, mate.
2: Yeah, cheers, boys. Always a pleasure.
0: And cheers, Walsh. Enjoy those wraps for one week because you won't be getting them again. (laughs)